Welcome to the Metaversible Podcast, chronicling the journey of reaching the metaverse through blockchain, digital art, and virtual reality. Welcome back to the Metaversible Podcast, where we explore the art and the science of the metaverse, this digital world in which we live in. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Cochran, and as always, I'm joined by my best friend and co-host, Ron Eddings. Let's jump into the metaverse. And we're about to take another red pill and dive right back in. Who we got with us today, Ron? Today in the metaverse, we have with us Justin, the Bitcoin vegan. Justin has enabled people to achieve financial freedom and success in the Bitcoin arena, but he's also an author and written the book, From Bars to Bitcoin. Justin, welcome to the Metaversible Podcast. Hey, man. How y'all guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Always good to have you in the building. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is what was your journey into the metaverse? Obviously, you're really focused on the Bitcoin side of things, but tell us how you even got there and what that journey was like. So the journey started way back when I had lost me and my mom lost our home back in 2006 when I was in high school. From there, and that was like due to the early signs of the market crash. And then from there, I lost a good friend of mine in high school at a party we attended. And I graduated high school, ended up going to North Carolina A&T for two years before dropping out. And it was after I dropped out, I had gone home, hung around some people that I usually don't, and I uh, made some decisions. And I committed a crime that sent me to prison for three years. So then when I came home from prison, you know, and in prison, I did a lot of studying and learning and try to change how I was viewing things. Um, I wasn't a terrible person from having this crazy past. I remember some guy told me, your situations influence three-fourths of your decisions. From there, when I came home, I was just trying to find something that was really going on that was big in the world. A lot of things were just pretty much average, in my opinion, nothing that was going to really move the needle. And it wasn't until I had my little girl and I I ran across an old friend of mine who introduced me to Bitcoin, and that was in 2016. And from there, I just noticed that there was a lot of opportunity for me to change my life in Bitcoin. And so I just took that leap of faith and, you know, always stayed at it. It wasn't always easy, but I knew that if this was going to be a big deal, then I wanted to be a part of it. So let's take it back to your time in prison. What was it about prison that was transformational for you? What what was that real big light bulb moment that you were going to go out into the world and do something different? The moment you realize, like, there's really nowhere to go from here but up. I mean, that's pretty much the lowest living human being can get. And I was dedicated to never, you know, having that having that uh, situation again. So no matter what it took, it just it just opened the reality that no matter how bad life seems to get you've experienced the worst for whatever you go for is a win that's great i mean that's all we can do at the end of the day is continue to move forward no matter what decision we've made just make sure that the next decision is a better decision for ourselves and everyone else what was the story behind the name bitcoin vegan i'm assuming that you're a vegan but i guess how did you decide to come up with this pseudonym for yourself all right that's (laughs) Well, since I'm about to say, I want all your listeners to send me Hacker Vegan. Send it to my social media, Bitcoin Vegan Justin, and also Bitcoin underscore Vegan. 
and that'll get you an invite to a free chapter of my book. So that's Hacker Vegan. So I had transitioned to a vegan diet first, and I was doing that off of just health reasons. I was boxing in a gym in Charlotte, and you know, as a boxer, you you listen to Floyd, damn near no matter what he says. <laughs> And so you just have a you want to have a clean body. Now he wasn't vegan, wanting to go to another level. What made it possible was I was I was so I was already vegan, and that was a different you know type of lifestyle outside the average or whatever people were doing. And so I said, all right, cool, that was neat. When I heard about Bitcoin, I started seeing similarities for myself. Like, all right, you know, there's a bit of a there's freedom in both. You know, yep. this one deals with tech, other one deals with food. Uh, they're both outside the norm. They both have crazy ass damn community. <laughs> <laughs> Very cult like. <laughs> yeah, crazy ass communities. And then, um, you know, people always give you hell for either one of them. Like, say, so, oh, you're a vegan. Well, you do this. So you're in Bitcoin. It's just like nonstop for years. So I just said, fuck it. We're going to put it both together. And then <laughs> that's where we came from. <laughs> that's cool, man. When you started messing with Bitcoin, where was it at from a, a value perspective? And what was it like when you seen that ascent of Bitcoin go up to the astronomical numbers that it's at today? Well, the price of Bitcoin was around $626. And the very first time I saw Bitcoin go crazy was when it had gone to 20K. And so in 2017, that was the most money I ever had in my life at that time. And I was just like, damn, like. You know, it was a lot. It was just a lot to take in. Like just a year and a half ago, you're coming out of prison and now you're just watching Bitcoin. It was just like, wow, like because it was a big deal for me to notice how much Google had taken over Yahoo. So mm. just the sheer aspect of, yeah, that, that was a big shocker. But I don't mean to go off on this tangent, but just real quick. Before I had gone to prison, like we had more than one cell phone company. You just had a lot of competing brands. Right. Then all of a sudden, like this Apple or Samsung, <laughs> things had just really gone like it's either or, you know, things had just turned into that. So yeah, around that time, it was just like, it was real low. We had gone to 20K. That was the most money I ever had. And I was just like, damn. So when it had gone back down, you know, I was kind of buzzed. Didn't really know what all to do. But I just said, hey, I asked my homeboy, like, man, you know, it's normal, whatever. He said, yeah, it's Bitcoin, man. He said, you just got to go back out there and get more. And I was kind of stuck for a while, you know, because things were still rough for me financially. It was like, yeah, I got into Bitcoin early, but I knew I had to build something, be able to buy Bitcoin in a way that made sense moving forward. Otherwise, it would have been, you know, snub picking. So just kept investing myself. But I knew I had a great asset. Even though I didn't really know what an asset was, I just knew I had something great and I just wanted to know how to make it better. Right. It was that point in time in the world where like you got in right before all the all the craziness happened. Like they consider those times like the golden ages of Bitcoin because you could still kind of learn some things from YouTube and it'd be valid. <laughs> you could see things a little bit easier. Now the everybody thinks, you know, a lot of things are the same. Those are some of the craziest times of my life. So what role do you feel Bitcoin plays right now and is going to play in the future of Web3 cryptocurrency? Is it the gold of cryptocurrency? Is it going to have different adaptations over time? Is it going to be able to keep up or does it have interplay with some of the other cryptocurrencies that are coming out today? 
Bitcoin is the Bitcoin of crypto. It's not like the gold because gold is gold is proven to be damn near silver now. The currencies. Hell, you got crypto that's better than gold. Um, <laughs> so gold ain't really the thing to say. Like you know, I think it's golden. You just might as well say I think it's Bitcoin. But um, <laughs> the role Bitcoin plays is the role it always plays, which is in solving the problem that we have with money. That's one, like solving the problem with the economy. All right. Like I talk about this in my course. A lot of times people think Bitcoin is just here to go up in price and make money. But, you know, Bitcoin has real world use cases. Like number one, one thing we lived through last year that a lot of people might not notice is you watch the U.S. government increase its money supply, which hurt its economy. But what folks don't know is you watch Bitcoin decrease its supply and increase its price value. So. You currently got to see what it looked like in real time, how the current system of finances messed up. And when it comes to Web3, what I really see, man, is just going to be another way to... So I once read this book called The Future is Faster Than You Think, and it gave like great scenarios of what they felt like the 3D world of AR, VR, XR, all that stuff would be. It came across like, you know, your... In a video game, but like you could really see the people you're interacting with. And I think crypto in general, it's going to have it like wherever people are, they're going to find a way to take what they like there with them. You know, like when I go sit here and say it's just going to be Bitcoin. No, just because I only might take Bitcoin, but that's not what everybody else is going to do. Will people accept Bitcoin and Metaverse? I'm pretty damn sure they will. And then you'll just have all it's like all the other upgrades that take place. I, I hope so. I would like to see it. I mean, I'm I hold a little bit of many coins. Definitely would recommend anyone to do their research. We're not really trying to get people to buy Bitcoin or anything like that. Definitely do your research. But you know, I wanted to ask you a bit about your business and you know how you perform education. I see that you do a lot of things on Instagram. You got a YouTube page. But what was the kind of the catalyst behind your book? And how are you educating people today when it comes to Bitcoin and investing? So the thing is, I don't never really give like investing advice. Like, you know, I don't sit here and say, oh, well, you know, start buying Bitcoin at this price because this can happen here. You know, I don't. That's not my lane. When it comes to like education, I really teach people, you know, what Bitcoin is, how to use it, how to secure your Bitcoin. I teach people like because a lot of times people say, you know, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like, I don't know enough about it. And it's like. You would not know that it doesn't really matter. You know, you, you could say, oh, well, I don't understand it. Or, you know, I don't really. When people say, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, but you don't know enough about an airplane, but you get in there anyway. So you start, you start, I start teaching folks, like, all right, you know, this is what it is. This is how you can use it. How do you go about using the wallet? We go through that. Like I put that through a course. I teach them the basics and also just really how to different ways to protect themselves. Um, because People run into scams. They run into a lot of fishy stuff out here. And a lot of people don't trust the information they get. You know, they say, I'm watching YouTube and they seem to only bring this up and this up. And I've been, you know, running the circles. Well, you know, I just help you cut down that time. You know, that's it. We just help you cut down that time of your research and your learning and giving it to you in the order that works. And then you can go on about your life. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty much it, man. So. so the book, so my friend, Isaiah Jackson, author of Bitcoin and Black America, I remember he first got his accolades, I think, to be on Squawk Alley, 
because of his book and stuff. And, you know, I said, you know, hey, congrats on your book. He said, yeah, so when are you going to write your book? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you got to write a book now. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Whatever. I ain't think about it. But then I had a business coach. and She wrote a book. and She said, yeah, you know, you need to get you a book out there. I said, all right, whatever. So people just started. They start. They kept saying this and saying this and saying this. And really, I don't really buy into a lot of stuff. But 2020, I was still door dashing then. And I think that was the catalyst because I was like, yo, I'm not about to be door dashing during no damn pandemic. I was like, yeah, I'm about to start writing this book and we're going to see where it goes. You know, I started it uh, for anybody out there. I voice recorded it, <laughs> edited it. Loaded it up to a screen and copied and pasted after I did the edits and put it on a Google Doc and did that in a uh, in an order and however the order I wrote the book and just put it out there. But um, but the book was a com the book is a combination of the past fifteen years of my life though. Like I might tell people, you know, like how I ran through with y'all just now. I made it seem like it was you know, oh, it took me about a year, but it really took me about. 15 years to write that book because that's how much of my life is in yep. there. So with that, what is your prediction for Bitcoin in the future? What role is it going to play in our lives, in our daily lives? And even the folks that aren't necessarily technical, but they want to utilize this currency to do things in the world. What do you think is going to happen there? So Bitcoin could very well be within eight figures by then. <laughs> but now at that point in time, we will be at a, a complete, we will almost be at a, a different type of supply shock with Bitcoin, seeing that we'll be a few years away from 90th supply of Bitcoin being put into the uh, real world. So I think we'll be closer to, first of all, Bitcoin will be way more adopted by then. Uh, you'll have more governments making it legal tender within your day-to-day -day life. That'll depend upon, well, hell yeah, businesses by then. Yeah, hell yeah. Businesses by then would definitely be wanting to accept more Bitcoin. You're probably even having governments by then accepting Bitcoin and discounts to pay taxes. In your day-to-day -day life, you could possibly see what we like to call the Lightning Network starting to take home. Kind of, If you watch what's in El Salvador currently happening, they're actually ahead of the world so much that they can give you a glimpse of what it would look like in your own country, but on a bigger level. All right. So people would start out with this massive phobia, phobia of like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I like this, whatever. But it would just be like the Internet. Eventually, it would just become a part of everything you do. It will be integrated into a lot of apps by then, especially a lot of web-based companies, in my opinion. And it will just be widely accepted and widely adopted. You won't, be able, you won't be able to get around it at that point. By 2026, then... As of five years today, we'll be heading to 2027. So definitely, yeah. It's just going to take off from there. Hell, you might, Elon might already have the rocket airplane ready for us to go from Shanghai to New York in 30 minutes. So, I mean, the future is going to be very bright in five more years. And Bitcoin is just going to be a part of that. You know, Bitcoin is just going to be a part of that. And it's going to be a big part of it. Because if you have an Internet of Things taking the place, which we see that's where the world is headed, then you're going to have, you're going to already have a money that's ready for it. Outstanding. Justin, appreciate your time. Thanks for hopping on the mics with us. For folks that want to stay up to date with you, catch your book. What are the best ways that people can do that? Oh, uh, well, you can catch the book right now at from bars to Bitcoin.com. And if you go to that website, you can even still purchase it from Amazon. So go from bars to Bitcoin.com. 
If you're on social media, I'm on uh, Twitter, Bitcoin underscore vegan, Instagram at Bitcoin Vegan Justin, and Clubhouse at uh, Bitcoin Vegan. Also on Clubhouse, I host a room every Monday called From Bars to Bitcoin. So um, that's where we teach guys who are coming home from prison about Bitcoin. We help educate them about finances and economics and really give them a, um, a different type of advantage coming home. That's where you can find me. And remember, send me Hacker Vegan and uh, I'll send you a free chapter of my book. You heard him. Go get it. <laughs> and uh, we'll be sure to drop the links to your book, your social and also your clubhouse in the show notes for everyone to stay up to date with you, Justin. Really appreciate the time and we'll see everyone next time in the metaverse.